Hey folks, and welcome back to Backstage with Tony and Jason. This week, you might not be used to hearing my voice on the introduction, but that's because this week is a very special week. We're going to be interviewing the wonderful, the great, everyone's favorite tenor, Tony Goforth! Yeah, so sit back, relax, and listen as we go backstage with Tony and Jason. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of Backstage Pass with Tony and Jason. Okay, Jason, take it over. Tony, it is such an honor to have you here once again beside me to in her recording. Thank you. Hey. Aren't y'all excited that today is Tony's day? Tony, are you excited? I'm so excited. Yay! This is way outside my comfort zone. <laughs> this is way outside my comfort zone. I don't take the lead. You know, I, I had to uh, kind of feel comfortable and introduce us there right then you totally didn't weren't expecting that were you no i wasn't i was like eh, oh, oh okay hey, he's hey. gonna t- say something now so but yeah my least favorite subject is me uh yeah right so. but you love you love being talked about um no, actually i don't i hate it <laughs> i know you always ask everybody so who's your favorite tenor yeah who's, who's your, your favorite, favorite tenor, tenor? My favorite tenor, Keith Skiles. Keith Skiles. We of know. Course. We know that. Yeah, already. I told that on the la- one of the other on Jody's podcast. Yep. No, I love Tony. Tony and me go way back. I met Tony when I was singing with the Greens. Um, you met Tony when Tony was singing with the Greens. Well, yes, I did. That's right. That's right. That's right. I met Tony while Tony was singing with the Greens. I went and auditioned, mm-hmm. and that was the only time I ever met him until. Uh, like several months later, I was singing with the Greens, and you weren't, and um, and you came, and 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 then you came to one of our concerts, yep. and that was the only time I ever got to sing with you. One song we did uh, when I knelt, the blood fell. Yeah, when I knelt, the blood fell. That was a good song, and um, Tilm wrote that song, didn't he? He did. I was thinking he did, and uh, it's terrible that I don't know that, but yeah. So that was the only time. But ten years later, after I had met Tony, we had talked. I Me and you had talked on text messaging and phone and over everything the over the for so 10 many years. times. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times I felt like I knew him, and then he and then I called him to help me pray about uh, a matter about me joining another group. I'm like, I don't know, but I feel like God's leading me somewhere. And he said, Hey, why don't you come with us? So, yeah, so we go way back, mm-hmm. but um, and now I'm getting to sing with him, and I'm so excited. Yes. It's great. Now you're tired of me. No, I'm never <laughs> tired. I never want to lose my Tony. That's right. But, um, but yeah, now I have to share him with Jody, so I guess that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> what did we say on her podcast? Um, I'm married to her, but I live with you on the weekend. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. We feel like that because we, we're always roommates. <coughs> no. So true. It's, you feel like you... You, you were not just brothers. We're, we're just, a, it's a stronger connection for us. It's, it really is. It, we, we are, we're family. We so are family. That's good. So I got some questions for my Tony because I, 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 he interviewed me and, um, and I, I asked him several weeks ago, I want to interview you. He's like, eh, it's okay. He just don't like that. But, um, I talked him into it. So mm-hmm. you guys get to hear Tony's story. So Tony, mm-hmm. How did you get started in all this mess? 
Can you be pacific on... on uh... Well, when I say mess, I mean the music industry. That's a mess. But no, how did you get started in, in singing and all that? What made you want well, to sing? I have been singing since I was a little bitty kid. My dad sang all the time, actually. He's a bass singer. Really? He sings really low. He said to me one time, <laughs> I never understood how you sing so high. <laughs> So <laughs> he sings low and you sing high. Yeah. And uh, he sings, um, he sang in church when I was a little kid. And he was um, basically the music director for my church that we were going to. And for, for a, an extended period of time when I was young. And I just grew up. I've, I've always been around music. My, my mother loves music and my dad loves music. And it's just something that's been... A part of my life for as long as I can remember. I can remember singing in church when I was like four. Wow! And that was—it's always been a part of me. Hmm. Um, in elementary school, I can remember singing in elementary school choir, um, and all through um, high school, I did theater and musical theater and all that stuff too. And when I went, I, I went to college for a little while. And wanted to be trained to actually be an operatic tenor. Really? So in my early days, <laughs> I, I wanted to sing, you know, in, in opera and, and do that sort of thing. Really? Yeah. So you was wanting to be one of the three tenors? I wanted to be the fourth tenor. You wanted to be the fourth tenor. Yeah. But... I can't see that. I don't know. Just, You've never heard me sing that way. so Apparently not. <clears throat> I'll do that for you. I today. have heard a little bit when you sing, what, what's the name of it, in the Elvis song? Oh, there's, yeah, I did that one time. Yeah. Um, isn't that awful? It's it, The song that Elvis does is It's Now or Never. Oh, um, oh Sole Mio. Oh, Sole Mio. Yeah, it's Italian. And uh, we did that one time in Texas, didn't we? Yeah. And... Uh, I heard that time. That that ETA was going to do It's Now or Never. It's Now or Never. And this song is... So I got to sing that one time. Wow. And uh, in that style. That was fun. <laughs> it was it was good. I know that. You did yeah. a great job. And all through, through my college years, I sang with a little local group. Um, <clears throat> a friend of mine, Dan, and... Uh, his wife, we ended up singing a lot more as well. We formed a trio called the Living Water Trio. Okay. And we sang for years and years together. Now, is that the trio that, or is that the group that you was with when you went and heard the Blackwood Quartet? <clears throat> no. Cecil. That was before that. And um, right, right before that, we started uh, singing together. So uh, right after that is when... His Dan is is the same member of that group, my buddy Dan. Okay. And he, his wife, we started singing together after that, and it's probably a year, maybe a year after that, we started singing the, just the three of us exclusively. Huh. Cut a CD. Yeah. And uh, went out and had a good time for years, and then uh, from that, the Christian Brothers came to town. We were having the Christian Brothers in. We did a joint show with them. Yeah. The uh, Christian Brothers came in. We did a show at my high school that, that I went to high school. And 
that show, we did maybe a third of the show, and the Christian Brothers did the other two-thirds. And after that, it was... They, their, their tenor had left, and they had somebody that was just filling in with them at the time. And I didn't know that. Okay. We did the whole show, and Eric Curtis and Christian Davis and Wesley Pritchard uh, were the three full-time members, and then they had uh, a guy named Sam that went with them, filling in with them. And after the show, Eric Curtis approaches me and says, are you interested in being full-time on the road? And at the time, I had I worked at Red Lobster. I had like two or three little part-time jobs and, and worked full-time at Red Lobster and had a couple other little part-time jobs. And I didn't want to work three jobs anymore. So <laughs> yeah, I, I would said, say. Yeah, that'd be nice, you know, sure. And thinking he's just, you know, blowing smoke. Right. And I was at the church. I, sat, I, was, uh, I worked three days at the church, four to five days at Red Lobster, and had another a cleaning job on the side. And I think it was Tuesday. I was at the church. And that was on a Saturday we did that show. On a Tuesday, I got a call, and it was Christian Davis. Huh. And he wanted me to come down and sing a show with him. Nice. And that was Tuesday, and he wanted me to come down, and we were singing on <laughs> Sunday morning. So once again, you are um, having to learn songs yeah. really hey, quickly. Hey, I, I want you to learn these <laughs> 15 songs. <laughs> so I drove to... Athens, Tennessee, and met Eric and stayed the night with him on Friday. Then we drove to Fayetteville. North Carolina? North Carolina. I know where that is. And we went into a rehearsal, and we sang two songs together of their set list. Yeah. And then <laughs> they said, well, what do you want to practice? And I said, I want to practice the song Great Day. Yeah. If you've ever heard the song Great Day, it's very difficult. It's very tough. It's, it's got a lot of moving parts and changes. And they laughed at me. <laughs> Byron Pritchard looked at me and laughed very specifically because he's the lead singer. He looked oh. at me like, really? I said, yeah. So they loaded Great Day and we sang that song and I, I blew it out of the water because it was my favorite song. I, I opened the morning every morning with Great Day. Really? For... For a long time, because I loved the Christian Brothers. I love to hear them because Christian Davis is an, is just a, a, a mo- he's a beast right. when it comes to bass singing. And I was just so this, and he was a kid at the time, wow, maybe twenty, wow. And I thought this this is crazy. So I would listen to Great Day every morning on the way to work or on the way to wherever I was going. I'd listen to Great Day. You you've got to hear that song. Play it play it in the background. You got. I'm going to. It's going to be cool. The and it's on Christian. It, you'll you'll find it. It's really really cool song, and so I I just blew that song out of the water with them. Nice. It all their mouths open. Yeah. Why? So <laughs> what? So they said, "Yep, we're done practicing. We're good. <laughs> You're hired. We're done." Well, they didn't say that yet. Oh, okay. So we went to a little church. I mean, probably half an hour away from Fayetteville. And did the very first show that with the Christian Brothers, and I have a picture of that. I'll probably yeah show you that on on Facebook. It was me and Eric Curtis, Wesley Pritchard, and Christian Davis. Wow, for the Christian Brothers. 
And I think this is 2003 is what I'm thinking. So 20 years ago. And uh, on the front row was Lottie Squires. Yeah. The very first show that I ever did with the Christian Brothers really was Lottie Squires. And Lottie. She had a blog at the time. Yeah. Do we remember blogs? Do people <laughs> still do blogs? I don't know if they still do, but I remember them. She had a blog. It was called Front Row Something with Lottie. And Lottie, I'm sorry, it's been 20 years. I don't remember. <laughs> and she wrote about me seeing wow. me in the, in the show with the Christian Brothers, of course. And um, the rest is history with the Christian Brothers. That is really cool. Yeah. I love that. Now, from the Christian Brothers, you left them, and the Stamps picked you up. Is that correct? No, no, no. Well, the Greens. The Greens. We, well, we went to the Greens. I, I sang with the Christian Brothers for a while, and I met Mark Blackwood while singing with That's the right. Christian Brothers. You this did meet been, him. It's been 19, almost 20 years ago. We did a show in Greenville, Texas. And the Blackwoods, the Christian Brothers, the Primitives, I think, and and a few more. Right. Ernie Haas and Signature Sound were there. Great big, huge auditorium. Wow. And that's where we met. I met Mark. Okay. And And that was 20 years ago. Almost 20 years ago. Wow. 19 and a half or 20 years ago. Wow. Something like that. But around that time. And he (laughs) he tried to poach me. (laughs) <laughs> and it didn't work because I didn't, you know, I was dumb. I didn't know what I was doing. And he, uh, we, we saw him again at the National Quartet Convention like a week later. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he got my phone number and we, we had been in contact ever since then. He would call me when he needs a tenor and I would be either be with a group or I would be, I've got something I need to do. That's, you know, yeah. you, he needed somebody right then. Like the next day, and I had plans, or I had to work, or yeah. something, you know. So, I, I wish that I could have gone way back when, but I right. never could. And then I got married and came off the road. Oh, that's right. Okay. And at the time, I was—I I wanted to be home. I wanted to stay home, and I did for years. Right. And saying I was the music leader at my church, and. Yeah. And did that for years, and then in 2011, yeah, started singing with the Greens, and the uh, Mark Ivy who sang with yeah. the Christian Brothers, he was the lead singer for the Christian Brothers. When I left, um, I kept in contact. You kept in, keep in contact with people. So Mark Ivy called me and he says, "I am leaving the Greens." You know, Tim Green and Stacy uh, Sanders. Would you be interested in auditioning? Yeah. And I said, sure, that'd be great. That would be great. I, I think that I'm, I feel like I'm ready. Yeah. And uh, my wife at the time and I talked about it. And I drove to Charlotte and at Amy's mom and dad's house. Have you ever been to Amy's mom and dad's house? Yes, once. Yeah. She made like lemon cake or something. Mm. Did you have you ever had. Uh, Oh, I've had lemon pound cake. Yeah, yes, that's it. I've had lemon. Oh, that's I it. love lemon pound cake, but I haven't. Oh. I don't know if I've had hers. It's funny that that's the only thing I remember is food. <laughs> I was scared to death because it had been, I don't know, three or four years since I'd sang. Yeah, professionally, and here's Tim Green. 
Yeah. And I'm talking to Tim Green, the you know Emmy Award winning, Grammy Award winning, Dove Award winning, all these award winning guys, that songwriter, singer, the epitome of Southern Gospel tenor. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's wanting me to sing with him. Yeah. It's crazy. We sang a few songs, and I drove back that night from Charlotte. Drove in that day, sang a few songs, and drove home. Yeah. It poured down rain, and uh. I thought, yep, this is the Lord telling me, this is a bad idea. You shouldn't have come <laughs> and done this. And we negotiated some money, and it didn't work out. Right. Because I had a family I needed to support. Sure. And at the time, he couldn't do that. That lasted a week. Yeah. He called me and says, you know what? I think we can do this. Yeah. And some other things were involved, but he he said, come sing. (laughs) And that was a Sunday. And he sent me the music for a new CD that he had planned on the uh, first Christmas tree. Yeah. And I got that music, and (laughs) I learned it in a few days, and and went down and recorded it, and spent the day doing that recording. Wow. And and photos. Yeah. That day, because Ronnie took my picture for that photo like a month after Tim and Stacy had gone through their pictures yeah. as well so he said just bring a white shirt bring a white button down <laughs> shirt I'm like, okay. okay so I went out to my car grabbed the white shirt button put it on real quick he snapped my picture with like a simple camera really and the, that CD so is history it was photoshopped into that was, photo yeah, if you look at the it's the first Christmas tree of the greens if you look at that picture they photoshopped a Santa hat yeah on my head and the pictures look like we were in the same photo I was going to say I never knew this story because they, I thought y'all was in the same room but they are not they were at least a month after <laughs> wow never knew this yeah it's crazy and I sang with him for a while and uh, until uh, the bus accident. Yeah, the bus accident. Tell me about that. What happened? I, we were I, we were getting ready to do like a week and a half tour. We were going to be gone for a little while. And I was meeting them. I was to meet them in Birmingham. Right. We had a place I was going to leave my car, the bus. He was going to pick me up in the bus. We were going to go and do like two weeks, week and a half. Sure. Um, including Texas. Okay. So I get just past Nashville. Now, every time that I'm on I-65 past Nashville and I pass that to exit, it brings up those memories again. I bet. I get a phone call, and it's Stacy. I wonder, I guess they're just giving me a time frame on when they're going to be in Birmingham because I had a few hours still. And he said... I had just stopped for fuel. I got a Diet Pepsi. I had um, a sandwich. I had gotten back on the road, and he said, stop. Yeah. And I said, what are you talking about? I just did. He said, no, no. You need to stop, and you need to wait. We were just in an accident. And I said, that's not funny. No. That's not funny at all. What are you talking about? He said, "Scary." I'm serious. The paramedics are coming, and we're uh, we've been in a pretty bad accident. So he was he was laying there. He they had called nine one one. They had gotten the paramedics on the way, and then he called me. 
Oh, wow. So that was very quick. Very quick. Now, Stacy at the time had um, a fractured hip. Yeah. He had some other abrasions and, and cuts, and, and a, like his toe had something had landed so on his foot. He's literally just laying there he's on the laying side of the there road. Bleeding on the side of the road in this bus. Talking to you. And you calling me. And you couldn't do a thing. I, there's nothing that I could do. And I thought, what do I do? Yeah. And this is when Tim had been ejected. Yeah. Through the front of this bus. And yeah, it's. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that. We're, we, <laughs> the way the way that Mark describes it is very vivid. And he those, says he he. Can I say it, please? He says so. He was ejected out the front of the bus. He splattered on the front and yeah. slid down, and the bus rode over him. But yes, but not quite so dramatic. Not so dramatic. <laughs> We calm down a little bit is what I say. <laughs> and I was with the Greens longer than two weeks, by the way. Yeah, right. If you've, if you've ever heard that <laughs> spiel. But it's, uh, it, it, was, it was crazy, and it was surreal. And I pulled off at the next exit, and I went started heading back toward Nashville. And I thought, who, who am I going to call? So the only person I really knew that lived in Nashville was Christian and Sophia. Yeah. So I called them, and I went over to their house, and I sat and just tried to process all this because I didn't know what was going. I didn't know what was going right. with Tim. I, I knew Stacy was alive. Yeah. Um, and right at the end of the conversation with Stacy, he says, okay, the, the paramedics are here. I hear them with like jaws of life and crowbars beating windows out oh my to try to go in because the bus was on its side. Yeah. They, it, they were going in to get him. Oh, my Lord. To pull him out to extract him from the bus wow. that had been crashed. So it was crazy. So I went back and sat at uh, the Davis's house and processed all that. And the first thing that I was instructed to do was, um, of course, call the churches and, and, and tell them, what was going on and mm. and ask for prayer and, and and just figure out what was going on with with Tim and and it was very scary. Yeah, it sounds like it. And but I, I was not on the bus. Right. And, and I wasn't even near it. Wow. And uh that was uh that was a crazy day. Mm-hmm. I ended up going home, of course, and finished out talking to I ended up talk did an interview with Singing News. Really? And several others than you know people of course wanting to pray and wanting to know what was going on and your family's got to know before yeah. anybody else knows about stuff like that too absolutely so um, so i remember where i was when i when you told me about it yeah and um i was at work and and in this during this time is when tim and and you all was considering me yeah. For the position Absolutely. For, to replace Stacy. Yeah. And um Exactly. It's true. That's right. And so and and I and I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, what's happening? And I remember praying about that. But yeah. um and then Stacy decided to come off the road at that time. Yeah. So. And the they were both in the hospital for Wow. Uh, at least a week. Right. Um Tim had really hurt his arm pretty bad. And it's all right, I'll edit this part right here Tim had hurt his arm really bad and uh, some you know had of course he had other injuries and uh, Stacy was bad and had a broken hip and he had to have yeah. wow. that you know so 
um, the recovery time for both of them was going to be a long time. And I, again, um, no offense to anyone, but if you don't sing, you don't get paid. Right, right. You had and to, I had a family. You had to find I had something. to find something. Because they was, they was off the road for over a month. Yeah. It was a couple of months. Yeah, and so... And I, I, nobody, I don't know who you are. If you can go... Uh, a month without getting paid, then bless your heart. <laughs> bless I couldn't. Your heart. No, but and that's when that's when me and Keith came on. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that had to be crazy. And so you yeah. just went home. I'm assuming went home and that. and was dazed and confused and not <laughs> not certain what was going to happen. Wow. And had to make the decision a few days later. I had to. Yeah. To to find something right as far as a job, and I did. And so now, several years after that, you, 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 how long was it until you got another singing career? It was about two, two and a half years, maybe three. Okay. It, um, I remember <laughs> I was serving at a church in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Southside Baptist Church. It, I now know that it was a Wednesday because I was walking into the church right. for choir practice. Okay. I was leading the choir. Yeah. And I was working for uh, Cook's Locksmith at the time. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I was in Louisville. I was working for the locksmith dispatcher at the time. And I had the uh, church job in the evening on Wednesdays and, you know, of course, Sunday mornings. And Wednesday evening, I was walking into the church and my phone rang. And it was a Nashville number yeah. that I did not know. <laughs> and I had been, again, from taken a, separated from the, the music industry for about three years. Right. Again. Right. Thinking, you know, who is this? I wonder who this could be. And I answered, ended up answering the phone. Normally I don't if I don't know who the number is, but (laughs) let them leave a voicemail. Exactly. Because you never know who it's going to be. Nope. And I answered the phone, and the person on the other line said, is this Tony? Yeah. And I said, yes. And he said, this is Ed Enoch. Ed Enoch. And I said, sure it is. (laughs) Who is this really? And Nashville number, you know. I'm just thinking it was, yeah, Christian put somebody up to something or whatever. Because he and I were still buddies. And uh, he said, no, no. And he laughed at me. And when he laughed, I heard the voice. That's the voice that I heard. And I thought, you are Ed Enoch. And I thought, what are you calling me for? What's, What's the problem here? He said... Um, no, no, this is really Eddie Nick. I said, no, okay. Um, how can I help you, sir? Like this Southern gospel royalty, basically, in my mind. Yeah, Eddie um, Nick sang with the Stamps for so many years. Sung beside Elvis. Sang with Elvis. Stood wow. next to Elvis. Knew Elvis personally, and yeah. I thought this is crazy. And uh, J D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet, yeah. right there with Eddie Nick. You know, so he says. Uh, I hear you sing tenor. Mm-hmm. And I, the, the first words out of my mouth were, well, I used to. Oh, wow. And after I had that conversation with him, I thought, I used to sing tenor. I don't think that you ever really stop. Mm-mm. Maybe you just don't sing with a group. Yeah. But you know, I, there's a whole lot to unpack with that, <laughs> with there. me saying that to begin yeah, with. Yeah, there is. And uh, I, I said, uh, I used to. He says, well, I need a tenor, and I understand that you are pretty good and that you know some Elvis music. Mm-hmm. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, I do. 
I do know Elvis music. Right. As far as being pretty good, I don't know. Right. He said, well, I am needing somebody in a few weeks. And I thought, great, this guy's not asking me to do something tomorrow. So right. this is great. <laughs> I have, he said, uh, yeah, give me your address and I'll send you the CDs of what we do. And you just these five songs and then about two hours worth of Elvis music. Wow. I said, great. So got the CDs the next day. Wow. And uh, well, that was one the next day. It was Friday. But I had an opportunity to actually listen to the music, learn it, yeah. live with it. And uh, the Elvis music, he gave me a song list and I knew them all. Really? You know, anyway. Okay. Well, that or makes most of them, <laughs> which made it a whole, whole lot easier. And I filled in for the Stamps Quartet in 2014. For the first time in wow. Smithville, Texas, Tennessee. Smithville, Tennessee. And we did two shows that day. We did a matinee and an evening show. And it was it it went really well. Wow. Awesome. My first time. So that was Michael Means, Joe Combs, Edina, and me. And they took you to uh, Europe. Eventually, yeah. The uh, I thought well, that was fun. I like filling in with the stamps. That's good to put on a resume, I guess. Yeah. And I thought it was done. So I went home and got paid for that, which I thought was cool. <laughs> a little extra money. Is <laughs> yes. Nothing wrong with extra money. And got paid for that, went home, and thought, wow. That, that itch never goes away. No. When you sing uh, like that we out. do, yeah. that itch never goes away. Never. And you can try to force it, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. So um, I was divorced at the time and really struggling with what I wanted to do and how I wanted to go through life with, uh, you know, it's embarrassing to be divorced, to say that. It is what who I am. And I don't, I'm not ashamed of that. But it's, it, it's at the time, it was, for me, it was embarrassing. Um, and just being totally raw and honest with you right now. <laughs> Do it. But um, I like it. He, he called me back and said, I really liked what you did. And would you be interested in doing a few more? Hmm. I need some more help. I said, sure. It'd be great. Yeah. So I ended up doing... Um, the Golden Nugget in Mississippi. And Millie Kirkland was there, DJ Fontana. And I thought, wow, I have arrived. The woman that sang the little woo-woos on Blue Christmas <laughs> and Elvis's drummer. Yeah. And the Sweet Inspirations were there. Yeah. Portia and Estelle were there. And we did How Great Thou Art. And I got to hold Estelle's hand. And I thought... I can go ahead and die now. This is a good thing. I'm, I'm a happy man. I got to sing with the Sweet Inspirations, the Stamps, and it was and DJ Fontana's playing drums and Millie Kirkland's singing with us. It's just, this is the Elvis. This is the Elvis crew. This is the crew. These are the people that knew Elvis, that stood next to him, that watched him perform and performed with him. And they and you were standing up there doing exactly what they all did. Yeah. In those days, I was I was being the Bill Bays of wow. the Stamps. It was just really cool, and uh, that went over well as well. 
And so Ed said, there's an opportunity. I don't, I'm not really sure yet if, if we're going to be able to do this, but there's an opportunity in Europe. Do you have a passport? And I did. Yeah. I did. I, I did a mission trip in uh, Wales, in the UK, and I had a passport, and it was valid, of course. And I said, yes, I do. He said, great. I'll let you know. And I thought, here we go again. I'm just, yeah. I'll, I'll go home, and it'll be fine. And uh, he called me a, about a week later, and, yep, I'm, I'm going to need you for, I think, six weeks. And I thought, there's no way that I can get off work for no. six weeks to do this. But why, how could I pass this up? Right. So I talked to my boss and and gave my notice. Yeah. And I worked a month and a half notice. <laughs> Some people give two weeks. <laughs> I gave a month and a half, man. <laughs> you are better than I'm anybody. so nice. No, <laughs> they did me a favor by allowing sure. me to stay there that long. So I hired and trained my replacement. Okay. Very to I mean, and then stayed there for another couple of weeks after that, as wow. they they let me. Wow! And then I left for Europe with the stamps to be the tenor, the tenor for the stamps. That is so cool. And we did Elvis das musical, Elvis the musical, in Europe, and did uh, two more long runs that year. That was two thousand. 15. Yeah. And at the end of 2015 in November is when I was diagnosed with cancer. Wow. So had this fantastic year of many, many, many blessings and being able to sing the gospel all over Europe to a lot of people that didn't know who God was. Right. And there's a portion of the show that's that's that is uh, gospel music, sure. Because Elvis loved gospel music, and um, we God's words will never return void. No, never, never return void. So we, as the stamps, were able to sing in the casinos. Yeah, people drinking beer and their Bloody Marys ten feet away from us while we're singing. Right. And just the blessing of being able to do God's work like that all over Europe and the States and casinos and Vegas. Yeah. The first first times I've ever sang in Vegas were with the stamps. You know, did that several times. And then in November, um, November the 10th, I thought it was a kidney stone. And Mm-mm-mm-mm. it wasn't. It wasn't. And... Uh, I uh, was diagnosed with cancer, with colon cancer. And I woke up from having surgery the next day. They they said they were going to admit me that day. I thought it was a kidney stone. I doubled over in gray and had a fever, low-grade fever for a week. And I just thought it was a kidney stone. Wow. I went in, did a CT scan, and uh, they told me, we're admitting you. And I thought, why are you admitting me for a, a kidney stone? Yeah, That's you just had to silly. be confused. That was silly. Yeah. So I thought, no big deal. We'll get it blasted and all this. He says, what? Yeah. I said, kidney stone. Just blast this thing and I'm done. He said, no, you either have the worst case of diverticulitis I've ever seen or you have colon cancer. Oh, no. And tomorrow we're going to find out. God, it had to be a punch in the gut. I, it Literally. Wow. And I thought, Wow. 
that next morning, I had they gave me IV antibiotics all night and oral antibiotics all night, and I vomited most of the night, and it was just awful. The next morning, <clears throat> they roll me down. They uh, get me ready. My my mom and dad were there, and my pastor. <laughs> My dad's pastor, Nayland, was there. Great man, such a great man. And they prayed for me. And a guy that I went to high school with was there. He was an uh, operating room nurse. Wow. James Brody. Yeah. Was there. And he promised my mom that he would walk all the way to the emergency, or the operating room with me. Wow. And he did. <laughs> and his face was the last one that I saw before they put me out for really? surgery. And you had to be terrified. And I was scared to death, thinking, I mean, this is it. Yeah. If this goes wrong, I'm dead. Right. And uh, he said, you're going to be okay. And then they put me out. Wow. And when I woke up, the prognosis was not good. Yeah. You know, things like you need to get your affairs in order were said. Wow. I was 41. Yeah. 41 at the time. Had to be thinking about all the things you've done and what... Scared to death, but what I, you would want I've to had do. all these great opportunities, and I've done, I've sang all over the world, and yeah. I, you know, I've, I've just, I, I've had a great life. I've got a, an amazing family, and I thought, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. If this is it, I'm okay. Right. And I had, I don't know how, but I had my own room. Yeah. And the next morning, I was alone, mm. and. If you're ever in an opportunity where someone you love is in the hospital, for me, you don't have to stay there all the time. <laughs> I, I love the people that are around me, and but you don't have to sit for three hours because sometimes I just want to sit and watch TV and, and relax, and I don't want to feel like I have to entertain you. So keep that in mind for somebody. If, if they're sitting, they don't care. Les Albro said... Um, a long time ago as a deacon at a church that I was at, they don't care how long you were there. They just care that you were there. So when you go see somebody in the hospital, you don't have to spend four hours with them. Yeah. Say hi. Tell them you love them. Pray with them. It makes sense. Talk a, a little bit. And then you can go. You don't have to stay forever. Yeah. Ten minutes is good. Five minutes is good. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there that next morning. I watched the sun come up out of my window. In that, ho that hotel room, <laughs> that hospital room. <laughs> and the peace that passes all understanding hit me. Wow. I watched that sun come up and I thought, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and you know, that heavy chested feeling that you get when you're nervous or anxious, it went away. Wow. And not in an audible voice, but I felt God just give me a hug. Yeah. And uh, he said, I'm not done with you. Yeah. When you have Jesus, you have somebody there with you. There's peace. Oh, man. The peace that passes all understanding. That was it. And something. just a few days later, three or four days later, that little sweet nurse that had just bugged me half to death, they'd come in and wake you up just to ask if you were sleeping. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <clears throat> and and after that kind of surgery, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but after that kind of surgery, things are heightened. Like your smell is yeah, heightened. Right. And I couldn't smell things because it'd make me sick. Oh, wow. 
I can remember smelling food. I'm driving down the road a month later, <laughs> right? Well, probably about two months later, driving down the road and smelling food and wanting to puke. Really? Yeah, it was awful. But the, the, I was—I'm diabetic, so if they were coming in. They'd have to test my blood four times a day. The smell of alcohol made me want to puke. The alcohol uh, swabs, yeah. the, where they have to clean your finger and, and, and poke your finger, uh, that made me want to puke. Well, she came in and she was doing that, and she said, "Look, doctor's here today. Uh, if you ever want to go home." get up and walk this floor yeah and i did a few times but I, i'm just i'm tired and i hurt and my i'd had surgery right and uh i said okay and it hurt it was abdominal surgery they cut me where i used i used to have a belly button i don't anymore they cut me there right so it hurts to walk i bet and so i said okay so i got up and i walked that uh, ward three times right Got back in that bed and I thought I'd ran a marathon. It was <laughs> good Lord. I said, Man, sweating. Yeah. And just thought it was it was yeah. now it's like walking down the yeah. stairs to the lobby in the hotel. It's no big deal. But then it was I was miserable. And he came in and he said, uh, well, I got good news for you. I said, Great, I hope it's I'm going home. Yeah. He said, Well, hang on a minute. He said, uh, First of all, pathology came back, and all I heard after that was mumbling. Yeah, I, I joke about it, and in, in shows where I give my testimony before, I said all I heard was Charlie Brown's teacher. All I heard was mumbling after that. I thought, yeah, God's bigger than than. I, there's no expiration date on my on behind my ear because I can't see it. There's there's God's going to do what He's going to do. Absolutely. So, he said, uh, go home. And I'll see you in January. This was November. Yeah. I said, okay. And had a tour that I was going to go on in January with the stamps. The yeah. end of January. And it was going to be three and a half months. Wow. It was going to be all of February, March, and April. Some of January and some of May. So it was about three and a half months. And this was November, and I thought, I've had abdominal surgery. Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. And uh, I kept going. I, you can't sing. It's abdominal stuff. You, you sing from your abdomen when you, when you yeah. sing. And I gradually got it back again. <clears throat> and in January, I, I started hitting it, the, the uh, training heavy. Had the final colonoscopy. They gave me the clean bill of health in January. That's great. I had just come off the liquid diet. Right. And leave for Europe for three what? and a half months. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Fun times. Wow. And I just, I'm now 15 to 23, however long that's been, years cancer-free. Cancer-free. Yeah. God's good. All the time he is. Wow. And so now... You said your testimony you give sometimes. You you, you sing a song, right, mm. that Mark gave you. Yeah. That um, that kind of is real dear to you. It is. Because of all of this that you've been through. Let's Go to Jesus um, is, is a song that he gave me. I remember we were in Pine Top, Arizona. He said, I want to give you this song, and when we get back, I want to record this song, and... I want us to eventually put this into the lineup. I said, okay. We gave me two songs, actually. That, that was one of them. 
So I took my phone. He, he, he texted to me, and I put it on my phone. I took my headphones, and I took my sheet of paper yeah. and my pen, like I always do, and I started writing down the lyrics. When I started listening to this song, I thought, oh, man, I hate this song. This is so awful. <laughs> the first verse is there's no timing to it. You just kind of have to do it however you want to do it. And I thought, man, I don't like this. And then I listened to I listened to it all the way to the end because I'm I'm a team player. And I thought, man, I don't like this. And it was morning and we didn't have to sing until that evening. So I thought, oh, you know what? I'll listen to it again just to see if I like it or not. You know, I'll, I'll give it a fair shot. Yeah. Listen to it again. Still didn't like it. Right. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, he wants to record it. This is not the Go Forth Quartet. It's the Blackwood Quartet. Right. Mark Blackwood wants me to learn this song. So I put the uh, pen to paper and started writing down the lyrics. And when you do that, you have to go back and, and re-listen to it, re-listen to it over and over again. Once I got it all written down, we're talking about maybe the fifth or sixth time that I actually listened to the song. Right. In, you know, less than an hour. After I had gotten all the lyrics down, I was ready, I played it one more time just to see if I'd gotten everything, all the lyrics correct and, and my notes on timing and stuff like that. And I started to think, okay, the song's growing on me. <laughs> And now I love it. Ah, it's my favorite. It is It is a song that I can do, that I can do differently yeah. every time I sing it. Yeah, every time. And it's okay. Yes. It's not like it's, oh, man, I wish you'd just be a little consistent. Right. But no, it doesn't require that. And no. that's one of the things that I ended up loving about it. Yeah. And it's a great song, and it tells about the power of... Understanding and accepting that you can go to God through Jesus at any point for anything. Yeah. Um, we don't need an intercessor because He's our intercessor. Exactly. Jesus is our intercessor. Yes, He is. And we go straight to Him for all the things that we need. One of the lines is, um, I've been there before. Right. And He's proven it time and time again. <laughs> Hatney. I've been there so many times. <laughs> yes. I've been through divorce. I've been through cancer. I've been through sickness. I've been through the death of, of uh, my stepfather and the death of a child. Yeah. My stepdaughter passed. And, you know, this is one of the songs that I I lean on when I think about, about Katie. Uh, yeah. It's how I get through the day. And I sing it in honor of her. Every time that I sing it, I have to. I rem remember in her I yeah. the struggles that you go through, folks. Listen, we serve a risen Savior, and He's in the world today. Is not just a fun song to sing; it's the truth. Yeah. And so, I just lean on that every time I sing that song. I'm reminded anything that is going on in my life can be solved by going to God in prayer. Anything. I mean, anything. It don't matter what you go through or, or where you're at in your life. Right. All you got to do is call out to Jesus. Yeah. This this may be just a, a fun podcast that you want to listen to, folks, but here's, here's the deal. 
we believe in a risen Savior and His name is Jesus. We believe that in order to get to heaven, you have to have a personal relationship with that risen Savior as well. Yeah. And it's not by anything that you do or or say or your money or your smarts or or whatever. You're standing in the community. It is by an acceptance of Him as Lord and Savior. Because He wants to do... He wants to be in a right relationship with you. He's the creator of the universe. So, there you go. That's what it's all about for it's us. It's all about, yeah, all about Jesus. Yeah, it, it has to be. Yeah. So, there you go. Well, Tony, can y'all see why I love this guy? <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'm sitting over here boo-hooing as well as him. And Are you sure that Keith Skiles is your favorite tenor? I'm thinking really hard about that now. Oh, my, hopefully I'll, <laughs> now, hopefully it'll change your mind. <laughs> So anyway, Tony, thank you so much. I about called you Keith right there. I'm sorry. Well, listen, Keith, I've been called worse by better. <laughs> well, it's been a great time, and and thank you so much for opening up your story to all of us. Yeah. And there's a lot of things I learned that I didn't know. Yeah. And uh, so this has been, in my opinion, one of our best uh, interviews and uh, most interesting stories. So thank you, Tony. And again, you guys, if you have any questions, if you want to, uh, if you want to hear about something that we're not talking about, let us know by emailing us at letsgobackstage at gmail.com. And uh, until next week. Oh, is it my turn to say something now? Yes. <laughs> until next week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, until next time, when we go backstage with Tony and Jason. See you folks.